Okay, we've made it. The Get Bucket Podcast episode four. Four, baby. Four point shot. We, 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 we made four, four point play. Four podcast play is here. It's here. We made it somehow. Our impulsive podcasters made it to a whole four. That's, you know, three more than I thought might happen. <laughs> Paul, how are you on this fine day? Good. Fine day. good. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, would you like to tell our listeners what we're... Firstly, this is our second remote our remote podcast. We're in the Manchester region of, of England and everything's locked down and we're not allowed to go anywhere and we're not allowed to smile. Um, with the, so, with the, the, the epicentre for coronavirus, I think. <laughs> we are at the UK epicentre. Yeah, this is the worst area hit for it. So um, we got to stay indoors. I'm sat on the floor of of a random spare room sat cross-legged <laughs> um with my laptop like an absolute numpty um and i'm just trying to make the best of it you know yeah um so we're here we're trying to make it work so we haven't actually seen each other which means i have not seen what drink you have prepared and you have not seen what drink i have prepared mm. because it's mm. not a of the podcast uh, you go first you go first what have you got I have, um, this is um, uh, a Stone's original green ginger wine. Um, like, did you say Stone's original green ginger wine? Right, Stone's is the, the brand, I, I believe. Yes. Yeah, um, Stone's I, original though, none of this like, you know, new Coke Stone's like, original. <laughs> knockoff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know what green ginger wine even is. I know. How is ginger green? I'm so confused. Smells very gingery. I'll give you that. Okay, so we'll ignore the green bit. You see, now I'm actually at my parents right now. Um, so I've sort of set up a laptop in a spare room. But I didn't bring my drink with me. So, so I literally had to go into my mum and be like, Mum, I'm not invading your house a little bit, but like, have you got any weird drinks in a cupboard that you've, like, you've forgotten about? So I've just been rooting through my mum's cupboard. As a 34-year-old man, I haven't rooted through my mum's cupboard for alcohol since I was about 14, never mind 34. And I found some things that I couldn't quite drink this time, but next time maybe. Um, So instead, I've actually stolen off my stepdad. I have got a can of Guinness draft. That's a good drink. Yeah, man, a Guinness. I don't know if, I suppose Guinness is probably big in America for the Irish immigrants, but yeah, I, I got me a Guinness for episode four. A Guinness. I like a Guinness. I, I know. I tried last time with the fruity cider to get you to hear the of the of the can, but you didn't hear it. I mean, I'll, I'll try again. Let's see if... Oh, heard that. hear that? Yeah. You're saying you're not Ooh. poured it? You're going to drink it out of a can? You can't drink, drink Guinness out of a can. You don't think so? You've got to pour it, let it, set, let it settle, and pour it again. Oh, man, you're so classy, but I'm on, I'm on a carpet. What if the glass <laughs> falls over? Fine, it'll have to do. It'll have to, but I'm not long in from work, so I'm sat here. It's the strangest thing. I'm in a spare room. It's not my normal surroundings. I'm on a carpet cross-legged with my little nephew's robot toys, because this is his actual room. Um, I've got a can of Guinness draft in my right hand and uh, a glass of squash in my left hand. It's a smart move. Mm-hmm. Hydrated. I feel like I'm winning at life right now. You know, I'm doing something right. Hmm. Which means I am prepared to talk buckets, my friend. Before we do that, we have to. I'm going to taste my drink because I don't know what it's going to be like. Oh God, this is going to be horrible. I mean, that thing sounds grim. From what you told me, it's been in a cupboard a long time, right? Yes. I'm going to pour it now. See if you can hear this. Oh, 
That's a perfect pouring sound. You would have thought we just added that in post, but that's legit. Here we go. Oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, the initial shot's quite a lot, but it's not too bad. It's not too bad. De- describe it for us. Uh, imagine, um, like, ginger beer, like crabby ginger beer or something, mm-hmm. but slightly turned. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, wow. So slightly off ginger beer is what is. Well, what I, yeah. Okay. Well, that's Green. glorious. I I am across Manchester oh. tipping my can of Guinness to you. Kind of spicy. Oh. A spicy <laughs> off ginger beer, <laughs> which is green for no reason. Okay. Brilliant. Wonderful. I, I do hope yeah. that this, this stuff I stole from my mum's cupboard will, uh, after I've set some things up next time, will we'll equal this, but I feel like you're winning. That's right strong then. as well, but we'll see. Alright, let's so, get to some buckets. Let's go. Let's get to, let's get to some buckets. You, uh, What do you want to start with, my friend? Do you want to start with news? got to start with the news. Okay, let's hit basketball news. Did you hear the news? Politics? No, the basketball news. Ah! Such a weird okay. intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't match any of the others, and I love it. It's like really bad early morning 90s radio. It's just it's just glorious. Uh, right. I mean, news is all playoffs, right? Yeah. Heat came back, baby. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate Miami, but I want. Oh, I, I like an underdog, so I'm quite torn on this. And it, But it's nice to see. It's nice to see him come back. Jimmy deserves it. Um, I did hear there was some uh, trash talk in the NBA, in mm. the NBA Finals. I heard that uh, LeBron might have been getting a bit cocky. Right, he said to Butler, uh, you're in trouble in the first quarter. And in the fourth, Butler's like, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> what you say to me, boy? Yeah. You know, There's a video, back. I think he's shouting it from across the court. He's just like, you're in trouble. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen that, but I wish I had. I've been so busy at work the last few days, I haven't managed to watch the game, so I've just been trying to keep up on some highlights and stuff, but I did see this drama kicking off on social mm. media. And it's funny because LeBron's not much of a trash talker. It's not really his thing. So he must have felt like, yeah, 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 we're doing well enough, I'm going to get a little bit cocky, and then he's just been shut down. Like, you shouldn't have done that, LeBron. That's he, uh, totally a mistake. Without about nine seconds left, when it was over, he basically left the court, he walked off. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> you, you know what that means for for Los Angeles, don't you? Hmm? You know what that means for LA. What I mean? You traded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course not. They wouldn't. But pretty funny. Um, so, tell me the series record in the NBA Finals, Paul. Oh, God. It's uh, two games, Lakers, one Heat, which means you were right. Why? What did I say? You said oh, that. Said you said Lakers two beat 2 1 up. I did. Oh, come on. Well done. I did a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I will drink my tin of Guinness in triumph. Um, mm. But you were, you know, uh, is it last week? Oh, Maybe the week before. It's weird from a can. Um, when said, we did it. No, I said, I gave you a game. I said LeBron might get a quadruple uh, double. Don't tell me he did it. No, but he has got five points, ten rebounds, eight assists, and eight turnovers. So he was close. <laughs> oh, you see, now you said it would be steals or blocks. You didn't say turnovers. True, but still, fact like, you almost got one. And that is not the quadruple double you want, is it? Like, hey man, got a triple dub last night. It was like, hello to your stats. You got a quadruple dub, and that fourth stat was not the one you wanted, my friend. <laughs> stop, stop bragging. Okay, that's funny. Thank you for that. That is a that is a useful piece of information that makes me very very happy. Um, what do you think this means for the series? Bearing in mind the injuries of Miami. Well, yeah, the injuries are a big one, right? Because basically it was the second and third guy probably who went out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do we know um, how serious the injuries are? I don't know, Bams. I know it's a shoulder injury. Um, mm. and oh, not great it, for a basketball injury, especially not for a centre. 
know, Dragic, I think, is, is uh, what's it called? Plantar fish, fish, yeah, fish, or something. Oh my god, bottom of your foot, basically. Yeah, bottom of your foot. Yeah, oh wow, that sounds painful. Uh, but they were both listed as doubtful the last game, which I was surprised about. I thought he might be out longer. Interesting. So from the coaching, they may have looked at it and said, we could have put you in, but we'll take the chance and save you for save you for the next game and get you in proper and, and try and keep you for the series. And I think this win just makes it a bit longer, right? So you can get another game out of it to so get them back, yeah. which is huge. Yeah, I mean... I don't think there's any other time I'd want to see Miami win a title. But there's so much the underdog that it would just be nice to see. You know, um, and Bam has just had such a good season. I want him to finish it on a high, you know. I like Bam. Yeah, I like Bam. And I've, I've always liked Dragic as well. So, um, and Bam's I'm block. Happy... Bam's oh. block and Celtics. Oof. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a nasty, nasty boy when he wants to be, isn't he? Now, so the main news is what the hell's going to happen from here? I mean, LeBron tried to get cocky prematurely and got put in his place a little bit, and the injured players might be coming back. Did he go on a run? You know what? Butler played almost 46 minutes. Basically, didn't sit. Had 40 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists. He can't do that every night. Way. No, he can't. He needs help, and he's he's pulled that win when he needed more people. I mean, it does beg questions about the Lakers' defense, though, because what the hell kind of scheme are you running when you let him do that? I mean, well, he didn't shoot a single three-pointer. It's all like going to the bucket. How did they let? That? They could have tripled him. I mean, who else was on the court? But he had like Green on him, LeBron on him. He had good defenders. He was still just getting to the bucket and fading away and killing it. I know, but when you've not got Dragic on there, you've not got Adebayo on there, is there any reason you can't literally go double Butler every time he's up and get the ball? I think because uh, Crowder, Robinson, Hero, and probably Kelly on a Oh, I forgot. Oh, oh, shoot. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Tyler's a great shooter. Kelly Olinick can shoot. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, yeah. Suppose I think of them as role players, but the actual role—if you've got Jimmy hitting the bucket and driving—that's the exact role you want around there. It's kind of like the Yanis thing, isn't it? One guy heads in and dishes out when he needs to. I mean, you didn't shoot that well. Look at now, like uh, Ty Hero shot two of seven, some three of ten. So not great, but you know they're making some shots. I guess they're taking and it's them. Enough, it's enough of a risk that the defense can't leave them wide open. Especially you don't you don't want you don't want Hero to go uh, on a run because he get he gets very hot, doesn't he? Um, well, that's interesting. That's interesting because it. Mm, it's basically trading about the rest of the series, doesn't it? You're basically trading buckets for Jimmy Butler, hard ones inside to make sure there's no not many threes or tough mm-hmm. threes. Yeah, you, you, so you're asking Jimmy to take tough contested twos, which is a relatively good. Uh, defensive scheme to be honest that's that's the least efficient shot but if they keep hitting them at some point you need to probably change it up yeah he shot 70% Jesus he's killing it that's almost as good as me in training last week oh oh my god okay let's say this now the best you ever shot I think you were shooting so I know oh my god I was cooking fools Mm. I was doing the three to the temple like mellow it felt good Um, Jimmy can only hope in the finals to play like I played last week Play more like me, my little weird sort of fadeaways in the post. Oh, Jimmy did. Uh, Jim, Jimmy's modelled himself after your game. Is that what you're saying? You, you watched, you watched me um, on Friday night, just bang <laughs> people down, spinning around, doing little fadeaways. You watched me. You said, Simple. That, that's the way. Ooh, yeah. that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> hot take. Hot take. Jimmy Butler learned all he knew from Paul of the Get Buckets podcast. Mm. Mm. I think what happened, what really hurt Lakers, was uh, AD got in foul trouble. He was limited. How early? I think it was the second quarter he got his third foul. Mm. Quite early. You see now, if that was coached for and they actively went at him, that's really good coaching because... That's my idea, yeah. Him off the court is a big difference to the way you can play. Because his help defence is perfect, isn't it? You know, you go at anyone, he's going to come off his man and block you. You're not getting to the basket. 
point. Wow. That's interesting. So, I mean, we're talking about Jimmy. How many points did he score? Hey. Yeah, how many points did he score in that game, sorry? Uh, 40 points. Ah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. It's a great game. All twos Four. as well, it's ridiculous. Holy moly, that's that's insane. I wonder what kind of record that is because there'll be there'll be tracking and stats on that about you know who are the people in history to ever get a forty point game in the finals and how many have done it without a three. Would be seen some stats. He's the only third player get a forty point triple double in the finals. Do you know who the others are? LeBron James, twenty fifteen. Yeah, and uh, Jerry West. In the 60s. Holy moly. Go on, Jimmy. Jerry Go West on, was Jimmy. game seven as well, which is just ridiculous. That's that's crazy. But that's just, do you know what? Go on, Jimmy. Put your name in the record books. You, you've done it the right way. You've worked your way up. You haven't had everything given to you. It's a fair play. I just really wish you weren't doing it in Miami, but, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to move on from that. Um, I assume there's not any other major news because things like the draft have been pushed back to was mm. it November? Well, the draft is uh, a little while away now. Um, I'm not even sure the draft, you know. I don't even know. They they pushed it right back. Um, I think the draft combine happened, but only like with a few people. It's weird. Um, I feel like it was either October or November, so that'll be coming. But it's so late, and I I, I still haven't heard any news about when the next season will start. Either. I don't Either. I don't know what they're going to do. So it's a bit strange. So. You know, we've got the NBA Finals. It should be like news, news, news. But in honesty, like, we don't really know when the trade sort of seasons are going to be and when the draft's going to be. So I don't quite know what trade rumours and, you know, contract negotiations and extensions to be focused on. I know that, like, one of the biggest free agents this summer is Fred Van Vliet, which I love Fred. I think he's wonderful. But he's not, you know, top, top, top tier candidate. You know, he's not not a huge free agency. For the record, I'd like the Knicks to go after him. We need a point guard who can shoot. But, um, so it's a strange one. It's, it, it's, all, it's all about Jimmy right now. I did see some uh, pretty low-level news, but seeing as we've liked this player, news for us, uh, Mark Gasol, news about him. Go on. Apparently he's on the verge of leaving the NBA to go play basketball in Spain. Oh, he wants to go back and kind of finish finish his career there. See, I, I, th- I still think he's got something in the tank, though, you know? Me too. Me too. I, think it's I, don't, a shame. I don't think he necessarily needs to fuck it in now. I mean, maybe it'd be different if um, if the Raptors kind of try and quickly rebuild and go again. Um, but oh, I'd be sad to see that. I really would. Well, here, here's, here's to Marcus Gasol and the part he played in Toronto and therefore Canada's only NBA championship. Mark. Here's to you. I'm raising my can of Guinness that has a widget in it, which makes it really difficult to drink from. Oh yes. <laughs> Feel like someone's put a floating toy inside my drink. Um, I'm just scoping out the NBA news, and there is something that's happened. Ooh. Philadelphia 76ers have hired a coach. Yes, Doc. Is it Doc? Doc Rivers. Yeah. So he's gonna come in with a chip on his shoulder, isn't he? Uh-huh. So are we seeing? I mean. What are the odds now on a on a Sixers Clippers NBA final next year? You know and what? Like, it's probably not I, that far do away. Know, do you know what? I think we, as the Get Buckets podcast, let's both put a fiver in and put a bet on it. And then in a year's time, we might have an episode where we've won money. <laughs> All right, deal. All right, deal. We'll do it. We will put a bet on the next year. Doc Rivers comes back for revenge to the Clips. It'd take an injury from LeBron to make it happen, I think. But yeah, okay, screw it. That's funny. Right, yeah, so that that's good. I liked that. Um, my favourite NBA meme of the week was um, the one I sent you on WhatsApp, which was um, Kawhi puts in request to sign Marc Gasol uh, and, and trade and get um, Kyle Lowry <laughs> and also OG Ananobi and also Serge Ibaka. And... <laughs> And Fred Van Vliet in free agency. And, of course, to, to get um, a new head coach in to fill the void left by Doc Rivers, he should bring in Nick Nurse. You don't need Which, Doc Nurse. 
exactly don't need the doc when you've got the nurse exactly <laughs> and uh i read that and i spat out my drink because i thought it was absolutely hilarious so to whoever did that and i have no idea who originally did that um i give you the chef's kiss emoji you know with the fingers with <laughs> beautiful so good uh, meme game internet stays undefeated nice work guys i have one trade rumor i like to bring up go on uh, it's about poor george who you just mentioned uh he uh, let me guess let me guess you ready I, I'm allowed three guesses on what this trade room is going to be. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, which team? Philadelphia 76ers interested in trade for Paul George. Current offer is a basket of muffins. Uh, close, but no. Okay, fine. Um, Los Angeles Clippers interested in trading for Paul George from the LA Clippers as a tax write-off. <laughs> it's a good guess, but uh, no, I'm afraid. Okay, okay. One more. New York Knicks interested in trading for Paul George. They offer bringing Walt Clyde Frazier in his 70s out of retirement, sign and trade. Yes! <laughs> Nailed it! And no, <laughs> fuck him, Clyde's the best. I'm not, I'm not taking that trade. That was, your, that was your closest one, actually. But um... Go ahead, what's the real rumour? It is uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. I create um, a big three. A big P. Never mind, big three. Um, have you heard about some of the stuff Kyrie's been coming out with? Oh, yeah, about basically shade it with LeBron, right? Well, there's two things he said, and they've both been typical Kyrie. I need the media to, to look at me for a while. Um, he made a, a comment about KD being the only person he's ever been in a team with that's that's as good an option for him as him in the clutch. And he's never had another teammate that was as good as him in the clutch. So that's throwing shade at a lot of people, but mostly LeBron. And of course, there's the fact that Kyrie took that shot in the clutch. So you could argue there's some truth to it. That's the first one. But he also um, said, and let me find it, I'll get the direct quote. Kyrie Irving speaks on the coaching situation. Quote, I don't really see us having a head coach. KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach some days. What do you think about that quote? Saying he doesn't need a coach. Uh, Well, isn't it that they just hired Steve Nash as head coach? So, this seems to me like he's sort of putting a line in the sand and being like, uh, don't think you can come in and tell us what we're doing because we'll we'll decide what we're doing. You know, that is not a good like team mentality sort of. It doesn't sound good, does it? So yeah, that that was a bit controversial. I don't know. Um, that so I mean, Kyrie's always gold for some quotes. You know, absolute gold. Um, any other rumors you'd like to share? Uh, I do not, but um. What we do have is uh, a completed poll from today. Oh, what was the poll? Sell it to the, the listeners. And before you do, uh, mm-hmm. if you want to get involved in these polls, we like to discuss them in every episode. Uh, you got to follow us on Twitter because that's where, you know, retweet these polls. We'll get people's votes in. It is Get Buckets Pod UK. At get Buckets Pod UK. Follow us, you know, interact with us. We, we love to hear from you guys. Go ahead, Paul. So I asked uh, the good people of Twitter, um, with only the good people that's not many it's just good people which is everyone on Twitter come on of course yeah it's a very friendly place carry on uh, I said Lakers versus Heat what do you think and I gave three options Lakers in five going to game six or going to game seven baby game seven baby <laughs> you can't say game seven without saying baby in front of the uh, now straight off the bat game six got zero votes um, so no everyone thinks it's, it's either over soon or it's going the distance then. It's, it's got 50%, Lakers and 5, 50% going to game 7. So. Oh, it's, it's, oh, see, that's like, it's it's not a hot take, it's a lukewarm take because it's two options. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. just put a, ooh, that's marginally warm. <laughs> I don't have that sample, but maybe, maybe I can have a whole range of heats available for these takes. Twitter. We need your takes to be hotter, you know. Don't be giving me this 50% stuff. You know, where were you in the clutch on this boat? Do you know what I mean? Who's taking that shot? Because we know it won't be LeBron, because Kyrie said. Uh, so, 
you know, maybe it's KD. Maybe it's one of KD's burner Twitter accounts could come could come finish off that poll for us. Tell me, James, what do you think? What do I think? Um, I mean, it's going to game seven, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the same. Sure I actually believe that, but I want it. So um, yeah. I want the drama of the game seven. I want it after LeBron's been mouthing off. Uh, I want it when Jimmy has got a chip on his shoulder. I mean, that, that could be James stays up and is very tired and late for work the next day after because he stayed up to watch game seven, kind of game seven. Mm. You know? I think um, for Heat to win, it has to go to Game 7, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like it has to be It has to be a gritty, grindy kind of series where the mo- all the moments count. Because if anyone sweeps it or, or just runs away with it, it's LA, I think. And I think they need to keep doing a number on AD. That's it, yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Game. Go they, at AD. Got a, they, yeah, go at him. Stop him influencing the game because he can and he will and he can do it almost effortlessly he's a very very scary scary player it's very very true um i think who do you think if lakers do win who gets the finals mvp ad or or lebron what you what your thoughts oh it depends on the series either of them could deserve it to be fair i think the lebron stands will be out it's really difficult because I think they'll either give it to LeBron or they'll give it to AD and we'll never hear the end of how LeBron got screwed about it. <laughs> and it's just, ugh, it should depend on who has the biggest impact on the series. And um, I can't comment, but on the previous series, I feel like LeBron had a huge impact on that series. Yeah, against the Nuggets. He was, he was yeah, killer. against the Nuggets. He, he, he turned up. So um, it depends on the series, but, you know, LeBron has to put 100% in if he's going to get that. I think I think then he deserve it. But AD is is a very strange player to try and tactically deal with. And if you can get him in foul trouble, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Um, maybe I think I might just give it to LeBron if it's close because of his legacy, because of who he is. You know, he might get that. Yeah, I, I I can see that happening, but that also really annoys me um, because I <laughs> fundamentally believe that you give it to whoever deserves it, you know. Um, and for me, that's whoever has the biggest impact in the finals, and we'll we'll only know at the end, really. Yeah. And depending Actually, on how long that, that series goes, brings me to one of my biggest beefs in the NBA. Oh, oh, are you about to? Are you gonna? Are you gonna go off on a hot take right now? Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I've got, I've got my jingle ready. Go. See, uh, the refs calling like fouls depending on who they are. Like, um, I heard another podcast say um, Murray in the Wits game wasn't the LeBron sort of level. He couldn't get those sort of fouls that LeBron. Yeah, it's those I'm respect like, calls, isn't it? And um, I hate that. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's a hot take because I think actually that's truth it's like rookies don't get those calls either you know it's, it's like you have to earn your stripes but what I would say it's not a hot take but it is ooh, ooh shots fired forgot about that one shots fired at the refs I hate it because like at the foul foul's a foul you know foul's a foul yeah you're absolutely right and and, you know, that goes back a long time. There's even, like, travel calls that wouldn't be travel because, oh, that's his go-to move. And you're like, what is it, travel? Like, <laughs> I don't care if it's his go-to move. Stop going to a travel, you know? Um, no, and it's, it's kind of like that throughout the league. Um, it's frustrating. Rookies never get those calls. And certain players get them a hell of a lot more. They do try and deal with that stuff sometimes, you know, the way that um, James Harden's been gaming some of the rules over recent years. And they have managed to clamp down on that and change that. but. You know, it feels like you can't even, you know, graze the arm of LeBron when he's in freight train mode or it's a foul, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. And that, that is frustrating. So sh- shots fired at the refs for sure. <laughs> oh, I might get fined. I might get bloody penalty or something. Ooh, is that is that shots fired again? <laughs> are you shooting, are you shooting more? Are you firing more shots at the league? After going at the refs, you're going at the league now. 
Yes, sir. They always give fines. Only. If someone calls out the refs, they're always like, here's 10 grand fine, 20 grand fine. Yep. We interrupt this broadcast of the Get Buckets podcast to bring you an official announcement. Unfortunately, Paul's recent behavior on the podcast has brought the whole business into disrepute. And in response, we can only say, You traded. Pack your bags. Now nah, I'm only kidding. I never trade you, bro. Trade me. I can't trade you. Who would prompt me? <laughs> Who would remind <laughs> me that we're supposed to do this show? No one. Now, okay, um, I have a question. I have a little... Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, is it game time or is it just a question? This is a question. Because um, okay. I was thinking about it again the Heat Lakers. Do Heat have a chance if Bam and Dragic don't come back? Oh, I mean, is Jimmy capable of doing that four games running? I mean, I didn't watch the game. I've only seen some highlights, so it's hard for me to read the flow of the game. But 46 minutes is some serious minutes on your body in, in, a, in, a, in a finals where you're dealing with LeBron and AD. Um, the only way I can see that possible, and I would have to have watched the game to know if this is true, is if it was a bit like watching the Giannis books where he becomes the playmaker and actually is the whole team kind of doing it but it's going through him and he's almost like like the point forward kind of thing. And actually, mm -hmm. although he's playing all those minutes, it's not him going isolation all the time because he will go cold. But no one can stay that hot for that long. So you think, you think he needs one of them or both to come back? I think he needs Bam. Yeah, me too. I think he needs Bam because if AD's on the court, you need someone big. You need someone big to force AD to use some of his other skills other than his easy down-low work, which against anyone else is, is easy in it. Two dribbles, turn, little uh, baby hook. Like, the dude's huge. Um, and he'll be catching lobs all day if no one physicals on him. Because um, we have, like, Kelly and uh, Myers Leonard, who like replacements. And, oh, like, yeah. Defensively, they offense like they're fine, they're good even, but like mm. defense, not a scratch on on Bam. Yeah, I mean Kelly Linux, a chunky guy, and he can shoot and all that, but he's a backup. He's not, he's not an he NBA Finals starting big. I mean, let's flip the question upside down. If the Miami Heat win this series without those two players, is it the best? sort of leadership performance that you've ever seen? That's a great question. Um, I think you'd probably have to say yes. Yeah, no, I, I would agree because I don't think either of us thought the Heat were going to make it this far. Oh, no one and did you know, think of the finals. No, no. Um, and everyone said, Jimmy's pulling up a young team. They've got some pieces. It's building. They're going to be a bit better than they've been and we'll see where they get. But they just refuse to accept when they're outmatched. It seems like they're going, no, we've got our own thing and we're going to do that and you're going to have to deal with us, actually. And I love that. It's like a dog mentality. Like, they're not having none of it. They're not going to lay down and I love it. Um, yeah. I just I just wish it was the Knicks. Duncan Robinson played almost 40 minutes and he was in the G League not long, not long mm -hmm. ago at all. Yeah. You look at some of the people they picked up, you know, he went undrafted. They um, picked up Bam and no one really realised how special he could be. Um, they took Jimmy when lots of teams made out he was a bad influence on the locker room. You know, he bounced from team to team. And of course, what it seems like has happened is he's only a bad influence if your locker room's weak and doesn't really want to win. And if you get the right culture around him, actually, he's a very good leader. And I think he's proved that. And um, his value this offseason is far higher than it was last, I think. 100 percent, hundred percent, and it's great seeing Iggy as well in the finals. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone loves Iggy apart from where's the team he refused to play till they pay him out that he got. Uh, Memphis, Memphis, yeah. I feel like everyone but Memphis wants to see him do well. Worked out, didn't it? He worked out just refusing to play, got traded yeah. to the, the final team. Yeah, and he took a load of money away, which is hilarious. I mean, can you imagine if I just refused to go to work tomorrow? Like they ain't paying me while I refuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll be like, okay, you're fired. And also, we're not paying you. But somehow they can just be like, no, I'm just not going to play, but keep paying me, please. I mean, I don't know what their union's doing, but if they want to sort me out, that'd be great. Call Chris Paul. I think he does it right. Call CP3. 
CP, can you come and be my union rep just for my job? Forget forget the collective bargaining agreement for the NBA. Can you just come down to my school where I'm a teacher and just like talk to my head teacher and be like, so, yeah, he, do, he doesn't need to always come in and you always have to pay him. That'd be great. Come on, Chris Paul. Paul assists on off the court. Yeah, absolutely. Come and assist me off the court, CP3. Get me a job where I don't do any work but still get paid. Make it a movement, guys. Twitter, tweet him. Now, James, is it game time? Is it game time? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, what time is what it? What time is it? Go, 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 game time! Game time! Game time! Game time, baby. What games you got for me? Well, I'm not very prepped today. I've got my <laughs> Guinness. That's about as prepared as I am. I don't know what's going on. Two. Just two games today. Mm-hmm. Got uh, a max cut, which we did in week one. Bring it back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that game. Uh, and I've got a new one called Gotta Trade Your Partner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Go ahead. Which one first? Whichever you would like to do first. To, you gotta trade your partner. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta. Yeah, I've got three NBA duos. Yeah. You have to rank them in order of who needs to trade their partner. Oh, who should split? Okay, so is that like those at the in first most need to split? What well, I'm going to say, yes, first first is who want who needs to split, and then okay, yeah, cool, got it, got it. All right, I'm um, ready. Uh, one is uh, Kwai and Paul George. Ooh, strong start. One is James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Ooh. The final is just three. Final one is Embiid and Ben Simmons. Holy moly, that's really tough because there's Isn't problems it? <laughs> with all of them. They're all kind of broken. Um, right, I'm going to think about this logically and I'm not going to get into like recency bias. Do you know that term where you kind of become more biased to things that have just happened more recently because you're like more aware of them? So I'm going to try and not fall into the trap of attacking Paul George because right now his stock is low. So I'm going to not put them first. And I'm going to look at the other two. Mm-hmm. Embiid and Simmons, I've always kind of felt don't really match in their game play styles. Two years now. Um, yeah. And it's because neither of them's really an outside player. They're both in the paint. You know, when your center is like the better outside shooter, that's a bit weird, actually. Um, I mean, what player Simmons would be if he could, if he was even respectable from three, if he just had a little, like, yeah. you know, just a pull-up jumper, because everyone's expecting him to drive all the time. If he could just stop, set, and jump, it'd be so different. But they are so mismatched. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. Westbrook and Harden are the weirdest duo in the entire <laughs> league. Because... Their team offense, I struggle to understand. It it just seems like it's like loads of role player shooters and then just two isolation guards that just randomly go to work and do whatever. So ball heavy. Uh, like ball heavy completely. I mean, I feel like you could watch for twenty three seconds Westbrook dribble, 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 do a crossover, dribble, go around a guy, come back out, dribble, dribble, chuck up a jumper. Um and for all of Harden's faults, I don't think I've ever seen him do that. He's very decisive and really pretty efficient in the way he does things. I just don't really like his style of play, but he's very, very efficient. I don't think Westbrook is a good partner for Harden. Yeah. Um, I feel like um, a rim-running big with who's a great shot blocker is kind of what I would put with, with Harden. For me. Yeah, and someone who just for a little while to give him a bit of a break and run some pick and roll off the, off just so he doesn't have to do every piece of offense himself. Um, just so occasionally they could go to something different and, and maybe it cause some switches and put someone weird on hard and then he could receive the ball off the catch instead of always having to dribble it up. Um, so yeah, I don't think either of those match. Regarding Paul George and Kawhi, I actually think on paper that's fine. I just think Paul George really struggles with turning up in the tough games. So I'm going to say run it back with Paul George and Kawhi. They they underperform this season. Uh, and 
you know, I don't think anyone disagrees with me on the phone. The question mark is, is this Paul George's ceiling? Can he do more? And I do think he can be better than what showed up there. He was really poor this year. But, you know, the whole team didn't really do great. So I'll kind of, I'm going to give him a pass because at the minute he's getting enough grief. So I'm going to say they should stick together. I'm going to put them in, in third. Um, then it becomes really hard. Um, I suppose I'm asking myself, who's being most damaged by the other one? Who's being held back by the other one? And I think Harden's being held back the most. Really? Interesting. Because his ceiling is so high or like on how great he really can be. And I think a, a coach who wasn't always trying to do weird things, like D'Antoni did some really modern stuff, but then almost became so obsessed with modern stuff that he went almost too far with being obsessed with three-pointers only. Um, to the point that Hart is like Harden, 25 dribbles, step back, step back, step back, step back three, is like a big portion of their offense now. And that should be a weapon, but it shouldn't be a whole offense. So I do think coaching has a lot to answer for with how Harden's never quite made it. I feel like CP3 was actually a good partner for him. Um, so I'm going to put him in second. No, I'm going to put him in first because I think that yeah. I didn't understand the trade when they got Westbrook. I didn't understand it. I feel like Harden is a much, much better version of Westbrook. Not that their games are exactly the same because obviously Westbrook goes mental speed, dunking on fools and horrendously athletic. But when you look at it on paper, they both like to attack the rim and they build from that. But Harden's more efficient at the rim. He's better at getting to the rim through his dribble moves instead of just speed and, and going crazy. And he's lights out from behind the arc. And Westbrook is dodgy from behind the arc and streaky. Oh, yeah. He can attack the basket, but he's nowhere near as efficient as Harden is. And he's not as strong. So I think they get in each other's way more than they so I can put them in first. I think they would be better splitting up and Westbrook having his own team, really, his own team of shooters and a guy to run pick and roll with. Almost like he should have stayed in OKC, maybe, because Stephen Adams works with him, surely. Um, which means I feel like I feel like Simmons and Embiid hold each other back. I, I don't necessarily think one is worse than the other at holding the other back. I just think they occupy the same space on the floor when they're doing their work. And I know that Embiid can step out and take a three, and he's and you know for a center he's very very good. But you wouldn't want him living out there. But to accommodate Ben Simmons, you kind of have to. You either do that or you do a bit of right. It's your turn on this possession. Next possession, it's my turn. And then you're not really using them together. It's just, you know, taking it in turns. So uh, to me, yeah, the ones they should split up is the Sixers and they should cash in on whoever has the best market value and use it to build around the other because I don't think you can go wrong. I personally would build around Embiid. Which one would you build around? I uh, would also probably choose Embiid out of the two. Okay, so if you were forced to trade those partners, which order would you put in? Uh, I would do the same order as you, actually. Um, I think you explained it very well for the reasons. Um, in fact, when you're explaining it, I couldn't help but think um, Embiid would pair quite well with Harden. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, actually, because when Embiid was going to work, if they double and they double off Harden, he's lights out from behind that line, and he's a really good player off the catch. So it comes to him and he's open, and they're having to recover and sprint out you're already dead because he can shoot it or he can fake it and attack the bucket and he is strong as an ox, you know? But equally, if he's attacking the bucket and Bede can step out and take a three, he can set screens, you know? Actually, they'd be a lovely pair. You're not wrong. I did see a rumour a little while ago about um, Harden going to 76ers. I don't know what trade that'll be. I would like to see Harden leave the Rockets and I'm sorry to any Houston fans. And it's not even about them or the team or anything like that. It's about the way he's been coached. Mm. He has been so built around his individual skills, which are amazing, that it'd be nice to see someone build a system around them that gave him breaks when he needed them so that when it came to the playoffs and stuff, he wasn't completely exhausted. Fair point. I'd, I'd like to see him in a team that's built around his strengths and hides his weaknesses because I think you'd see it. Absolutely stellar team. And I think you see a lot less Harden hate because at the minute there's a lot of hate for Harden. Yeah, which is unfair. You know what I love about the pairing of Harden and Westbrook? 
they both own like the records most turnovers of a fight. They're both top ten multiple times a top ten. Yeah, and it and it is because of the sheer amount of ISO ball they're playing. Where don't get me wrong with with Harden, I would trust him to go ISO almost on anyone because he's crafty. His handle is really tight. Westbrook's isn't. Westbrook's fast and he'll kill you if there's a lane. But if you just stay between him and the bucket, he'll over dribble it and end up taking a weird mid range jumper because he settles because he can't. I don't think he could break down his defender. Not off the dribble, not in the half court. So I can sort of see how that happens. I'm, I'm a little more surprised about Harden's because I think that he's a little more capable of taking care of the ball. But I suppose that maybe reflects more on the the build of his team and the fact that he often isn't passing it. I also liked um, you said about Kawhi and Paul George. I think you're right. I think I'll run it back. One year wasn't enough. And he had better supporting cast, arguably, as well. Yeah. And, you know, as much as I don't think they should have got rid of Doc Rivers, I thought that was a bit premature. There needs to be a system more embedded in what they do. Um, because I don't think we saw any player in that team at their best. I don't think it felt right. like anything was built to set them up to find easy looks from spots they want, you know? Um, and the modern NBA has more tactical play in it. It has more, probably more of what we see in European basketball sometimes, you know? You started to see zone come back recently in the NBA I for little periods. Zone which is actually surprising because for a long time it was either banned in America or people didn't run it because teams figured it out too quick and could get open jumpers. But what you're seeing in the NBA now is sometimes, especially out of timeouts, they'll randomly come out in a zone to mess with like the set play that was supposed to run. And you have to recognize it and react to it, but they won't stay in it. They'll do it for like a play and then go back off. And, and you see some of these things that we're used to seeing in European ball kind of infecting the NBA, and some of that might be to do with coaches who've been in Europe, might be to do with players who've been in Europe, or just the fact that there's more footage of European ball now that people can scout from all over the place. But the modern NBA now doesn't do kind of your turn, my turn, let's go street ball. Um, there's always, it's always tactical. It's always, they're on this set, they'll switch there. That'll switch this, and if they don't, they'll leave this match mismatch. If they do, we'll go to this guy because that'll be a mismatch. And trying to set people up in spots they like with defenders that don't want to be there, and that that's it. It's so tactical, and I feel like when you've watched the Clippers, it's been individual brilliance. I've never felt like tactically they were set up to succeed, and it'd be nice to see that with such a, a good cast of characters. But I really don't know who they're going to hire to be head coach. It's funny you say with zone because um, uh, NBA is tough in zone because you can't have a big guy just stood by the basket. He has to get out. No, there. you you see him. You see this weird dance they do with their feet. And um, my favorite one to watch, listeners or, or Paul yourself, if you're ever bored and you can find footage of Enos Cantor playing in the middle of zone, it's the funniest thing, right? Because all it needs over it is some sort of jazz music because he looks like he's doing. Do you know those <laughs> dances that used to dance in jazz clubs where they put like salt on the floor? And like they sort of swipe their foot. It, he would have himself is like his right foot, sort of in that little block where you'd be if you were lining up for free throws and you were the defensive rebounder. And his left foot in the key. And he does with his left foot like this little sweep, like he's dancing or like he's trying to kick a piece of fluff out of the the key. And he does it every second or so to make sure he's in and he's out, he's in and he's out, he's in and he's out. And it is so funny. Um, because that's what zone looks like in the NBA. Is like I'm in the middle. I'm no longer in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm not in the middle. Oh, I'm in the middle, <laughs> and it's it's so funny. And I highly recommend it for anyone who wants to look for the little bits of humor in the NBA. It's one of my favorites. Now, should we move on to our next game? Sure. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? Max bench cut. Oh, it's one of my favorite games. It's an OG get buckets game. It's an OG. I'm going to give you three players. You have to Whoa, choose. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hit me. So you have to max one of these players, yeah. try these players, and cut one of them. Um, out. Okay, first three players Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, or Bradley Beal. Was that Clay Thompson? Sorry. Clay, Clay Thompson. Yeah, sorry, you cut out on the call there. So, Bradley Beal, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, Max Bench cut. That's hard because of their ages. Oh, my God. Um, uh, give me context. What's my surrounding cast like? 
Oh, I see. You always ask these tough questions. I'm not ready for them. And it's it's because with Clay Thompson, that really matters. Good point. It's a good point. Because um, he's not your playmaker. Okay, let me set the scene. You're on a team. Uh, you're the first or second best player, but another guy who's as good or slightly better than you. And you've got a good supporting cast. So you've got a good team. You've got your playmaker. You've got you've got another sort of secondary scorer. You've got most things covered, and you're just looking to take yourself from like fourth seed to best in the league kind of thing. You need an all-star um, shooting guard. Who are you going to choose? All right, cut benchmark. Okay, because the team is already really, really good. I can't rule out Clay Thompson because that guy elevates any team. Um, and if you're already quite good, he does sort of take you over the top. Bradley Beal, I really like. I really like him, but we've only ever really seen him play in meaningless games. Yeah. Which is really sad because of his talent level and how much he's improved. And I still think he's someone I'd like to see get traded and go somewhere. You know, maybe Golden State. I think we said that in a previous, in a previous episode that Golden State switching the number two pick for him would be really nice because it'd be nice to see him in a better team and see how he did. Um, before this season, I might have took Beal over Butler, but I mean, he, he's proved himself to be an absolute warrior this season. So I am cutting Bradley Beal. Ooh, interesting. I, I am benching Clay Thompson and I'm nice. maxing Jimmy. Wow. Because of the playoffs this year, do you think? I think, yeah, because of the job he's done at of being a leader and, and being so epically clutch and just so strong-minded that if you've got a team that's already pretty good, he's taking you up. If you've got a team that's a bit crud, he's not, and he's going to shout at your weak ones that you've got and it's all going to go to pot. But if you've got a team like you described where you're already good, you've kind of got, you know, you've got your second option, you've got scorers, you've got a little bit of everything. Jimmy's going to be a leader that pushes you, I think, higher. And, and he's really gone up in my eyes this season to the point that I don't I'm not sure I hate his face anymore <laughs> is that a hot it's take kind of weird beard that's why I've, yeah I, do you know what that's a hot take I no longer hate Jimmy's face Ooh, that's hot, that's hot, that's hot. and do you know okay. what I hope his I hope his mum no longer hates his face <laughs> we can all, let's, all wish that. let's all wish that his mum no longer hates his face because we all read about that in the media and that was sad I, you know, I was just telling a joke, but like his mum actually kicked him out because she didn't like his face. So Brutal. Uh, do you have any more games for me? I have a few more of these. Oh, let me lean back with my Guinness, my friend. I have three more. It's doing quick fire then, I guess. Let's see. Um... Oh, okay, okay. I'm ready. Quick fire. I'm good you at like... a lot of rubbish. When I set the scene a little bit, so this team, you're looking for a all-star point guard. You have a decent big guy and not much else. Okay, so you've got very little and you want your franchise playmaker. Not a good big. It's a good pick and rolls and all that. Okay. So you've got Steph Curry, Dame, or Kyrie? See, now this is really funny because you've almost described the Knicks. We've got a really good big and a couple of up-and-coming pieces, but we really need a primary playmaker. Um, uh, oh. I'm ruling out Kyrie. Ooh, um, you love Kyrie. And I, and I, I do. I do love Kyrie. I really do. Um, but I think he's lost his way a little bit over the last couple of years. And I think he needs to do more on the court than off it. And it's it's been a while since I felt he did that. I think the Boston thing did not go well. And he didn't play enough this year at the Nets. And, you know, it's worrying. Um, I'm going to rule him out because, actually, I see him often is way more damaging without the pick and roll. Actually, the dude is just on his own, you know. He's just going to kill people on his own. So he's not necessarily going to be one you build a pick and roll offense around, uh, which leaves Steph and Dame, two of the best point guards in the league, two of the best shooters off the dribble in the league with ridiculous shooting touch. Um, but it would be criminal of me to not pick Steph because of who he is, um, because he is quite literally possibly the best shooter we've ever seen and a really underrated playmaker as well I think his handles have become actually pretty nasty you know I think once he got that tight handle and he started to develop that little 
he drops it, he drops the ball into the pocket off the crossover that looks like he's going to stop and take the jumper, but then he just goes back into his dribble. It kills people because he's so dangerous off the shot, off the dribble, and it's his release is so fast. So, um, you know, I'm. Oh, but equally, does he need a big? Um, ah, because that for pick and roll, I'd probably pick Dame, but it's criminal not to pick Steph if you can because of who he is. So. I am cutting Kyrie. Sorry, Kyrie, and I love you. I'm a big Kyrie fan, but no. Uh, I'm benching Dame. He's going to kill bench teams with anyone setting picks for him. And I'm maxing Steph because that guy is a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> okay, next one. All these players are in their prime. I guess is, um, to put it bluntly, LeBron James team. This is a guy you want to pair with LeBron. Right, LeBron has brought over all of his mates. You've you've maxed out. You've killed the cap anyway, and you've managed to talk the owner into spending more money. Yeah. These are plays I've played with LeBron's cat. Choosing which one's the best. Uh, cut, you've got bench max with these three guys. Okay. Love Bosch or AD. Oh, all players similar roles. Um. Oh, I like them all. Um. Are we assuming that Bosch sort of held it together longer in this theory? Because obviously it really deteriorated for him pretty quick. This is prime. Prime players. Okay. I'm cutting love. Ooh. I'm benching Bosch. And I'm maxing AD. That's fair. That's fair. I kind of get it. And that was tough because honestly I, I like all three. I don't think you could go wrong with any of them next to LeBron. I think AD's got the best offensive defense game combined. I think AD has the highest ceiling of all those players. Like what he can be at both ends of the court is above what the other two could be. Whether he does it is another thing, but like it, it's a lot easier for him than it is for the others. Now my my final one, final bit, final bit of the games. You're now going for a your amazing wing type player. He's amazing small forward. Have you already got like a bit of a team, but they're not superstars? And you might have like another good good star on your team. You want like a star, but like a good wing, it's good defense. So you want a wing scorer, not a wing playmaker? Yeah, scorer and defensive, not a playmaker. Okay, fine. Yep, okay. But three choices, obviously. Uh, Scotty Pippen, Kyle Leonard, Andre Iguodala. Prime. Ooh. I, I had an immediate reaction then. I sort of, before I could say it, I had a little moment where I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm cutting Iggy, I'm benching Kawhi, and I'm, I'm maxing Pippen. That's probably the right choice, but it's tough though, isn't it? I mean... It's tough, yeah. I think Iggy, he's never the second option, but he's good. He's your fourth option and very, very good value there, and maybe even your third, but he's never the second of the other two. The other two are second and first at times. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to do that. Have you got any more cut bench matches for me? His early years, Iggy was, was very good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I don't think he's as good as those two. There you go, then. That's my games. That's your games. Well, I have a game for you. You have to make a choice in front of all of our listeners, all six of them or whatever it is. Um, you have the chance to put together a superstar team. You've got like, you've got a core, you've got like maybe the Clippers before this season where they had a little bit of everything, right? Before they traded a load of it away. And they had a little bit of everything. They, they had shooters, they had wings, they had playmakers, they've got all the things, but they haven't really got their superstars. Mm-hmm. And you've got the opportunity to bring in James Harden and Anthony Davis, right? <laughs> all, you've, all you've got to do is convince one of them to shave the monobrow or shave the beard. What are you doing? Do I have to choose with one I want to convince? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. The only way you can do it is if, like, you're going to go above your hair tax in the team. They've got, like, a maximum hair, and it's just <laughs> above it, and, like, one of them's got to get rid. You know, um, I would have to go... Uh, although, although a monobrow is, is different, and I guess people will... Shave it off completely or just shave the middle part? 
Just save the middle part. Get rid of the mono brow, make it into two separate brows. See, that kind of makes sense. And this year's kind of like, people don't have beards, but people with no eyebrows at all is a <laughs> no bit eyebrows. unusual. It's like, and now, starting at centre, some guy with no eyebrows. But then, you know what? I kind of want to see what's under James Harden's beard. So I'm going to go change James Harden. Have you, have you never seen it? Google him. Like, young him coming out of college. It's really weird, mate. And mm. I think, if, literally, do that while we're on the podcast now. Look I, it up, I, because I think you're going to realise you never want to see that again, and he should keep that. You choose. Uh, I'm shaving the monobrow, because I do not want to see him without the beard. Oh, my God. Yeah, have you found it? Yeah. Oh, my God, what am I doing here now? Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he looks better with a beard, doesn't he? Yeah, he absolutely does. It's really weird without it. He looks like he would, like, fix your taxes or, you know, Repair your Apple Mac. Yeah. Although his one ear's got a little like a thin goatee going on. That's not too bad. Okay, well, you know, that's the start of the beard, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, look at the beard. Right. Um, on the spot, who's got the worst hair in the league? Uh, oh, um, I mean, LeBron James isn't. His head hair, is it? It's probably his bum hair. No, I mean, let, let's forgive him because that's natural causes. I mean, hair. chosen, styled hair. Like, like they've sat there and gone, yeah, I like that. Please do that to me. What? Who's that um, son's forward? I think Junior. Who um, has, like, weird of hair? I can't remember his name. Kelly Oubre Jr.? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like he always has something a bit odd going on. But now I've just said that, who's the point guard who has the hair that flops so much it's in his eyes sometimes? Uh, Alfred Payton, he's cut it off now. Oh, um, I would have yeah, gone for he, him. It would have been him for sure. And there was that hilarious shot of him where he took a jumper and as he jumped up, his hair went in his eyes and he missed. Yeah. Um, and he finally got rid. Um, so that's gone. Oh, do you know what hair so, I didn't like? I actually got one. Um, uh, Gordon Haywood. Oh, his kind of like English chap in the war kind of thing. And it's so, it's so like perfect and just gelled to perfection and just like It, it, it looks weird. like a 2K player's hair, doesn't it? It's so it, fucking weird. It doesn't weird. look like, real. Like oh. you touch it and it'd be plastic. Like it's just rock solid. Like it doesn't move. I mean, like, that's a good that's shout. He's def- he definitely looks like he's like a bomber in the war kind of thing. Like, <laughs> tell it ho. Yeah, off, I'm, off, I'm off to Munich tomorrow and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I can I can totally see that. Um, but I just cannot look past Javel McGee's weird tiny ponytail. Oh, I don't think you even noticed it. He's got if you look at him, he's got a tiny little plait at the bottom of the back yeah, of his he head. Does. He does. And it's really weird. And I can't unsee it, it's all I see. It's so much longer than the rest of his hair. That's a very good point. I, I just, I don't know what he's doing. The sort of the yeah, styles that are kicking in for, for the NBA right now are, are getting weirder for sure. Did like um, Noah's hair when he takes it out of his bun, it's like a massive big afro thing. Oh yeah, he just had the kind of big, huge hair and he's like, come at me, you know where I'm at, I'm Sasquatch. I like that a lot. Yeah. I it think um, honorary mentions to a few... I will give out to, um, firstly, to um, uh, an, an ex-legend of the New York Knicks. Luckily, he didn't do this while he was with us. But uh, Jeremy Lin, when he got the kind of mohawk dreadlocks. Yeah, that I hate of, that. Yeah, that like flopped to one side of his head. That was, oh. that was weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, D'Angelo Russell's kind of long platy dread things he's, he's he's been rocking. I hope that's gone now. People love those um, weird platy dread things. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not massive on that. And I also really dislike that what's come back now, it's from the 90s, I remember the first time round, is like the braids, but like a mop, but instead of it going up, like I like the high top fade and stuff, it's all really good. They like braid it down. So it's like a downwards mop. And Dennis Smith Jr. did this last year and a few other people and I'm like, it looks like you have a fringe, but made of plaits. This is really weird. Do we want that? I, I don't know. 
You know when you sit at the barbers and you're like, what do you want? Like, oh, I quite like this, quite like that. Look at that picture there. That's quite nice. I feel like someone sits there and goes, look at this weirdo from the 90s. I'd like that, please. And also, can I somehow have a ponytail off one side that's twice as long as everything else? I feel like you should do that. <laughs> should, I, should I have a different NBA-inspired haircut every, like, few weeks? It's a podcast, right? So it's not a visual medium. But for, uh, for me, great. I, I'll do it for you. I'll ruin my entire life and be made fun of all the time in your honour and for your amusement. Um, I will give um, one more honorary mention to uh, Jackie Moon from the Flint Tropics for wonderful hair. Oh, I haven't seen that for a long time. Do you, know, do you remember right? his kind of semi-ginger 70s fro? Uh, well, I mean, that should come back. I, I'm in for that. Let, let's... Let's get him in for one game, even if it's just a celebrity all-star game. Um, James, before yes. we pretty much finish, yeah. Uh, game four, Lakers. What you got? Um, I got the Heat. So, I, I, I think the momentum has swung because they were so down, and they won it anyway, and Jimmy threw out a big fuck you to that team and I think that the momentum swung and I think we're going to see quite a series now. Go Heat. It hurts me to say that. Ow, you said go Heat. Oh my God. No, it hurts. (laughs) It hurts a lot but I I want to see Jimmy do well. I just really wish it wasn't that team. But yeah, I'd I'd like to see the Heat do well. I got the Heat taking the next game. What about you? I think Heat as well. I think Heat almost need to because otherwise 3-1's hard to come back. Wait, 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 wait. I just realised something. Are we implying that the heat are heating up? Ooh, that's hot, that's hot, that's hot. I'm hot. That, that, that was a double heat-based terrible joke. You're welcome. In fact, in honour of what I just did. I think that's... We should end it there. <laughs> okay. As per usual, people, thanks for listening to our strange ramblings. Thank you to my family member who's let me steal a, a tin of Guinness off them and something weird for the next episode. Thank you to uh, Paul's missus who found this really weird wine ginger thing in the cupboard. Thank you very much to her. And uh, remember to catch up with us. Email us, getbucketspodcast at gmail.com or tweet us, follow us for polls at getbucketspoduk. Get Is there anything you'd like to say before we finish, Paul? Just that um, I'm excited for next time we play basketball, uh, and you keep it in those shots, don't you? Oh yeah, don't you no, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got from eighty percent from three. It's going to be like ten percent next time because <laughs> I am, I'm a streaky, streaky shooter. Um, but that means I will literally be doing it. So until next time, get buckets. Get buckets.